welcome to the weekly podcast for City Chapel at Slaughter Creek, the world's okayest church, right here in Austin. Get to know us better at citychapelchurch.com. We're so glad that you joined us today and hope you enjoy the message. Um, I'm on the phone. Um, sure, yeah, you can bring that up. I got uh, I phone in a friend today. And so, um, yeah, we got a few more things to do today, but before we do, um, we're going to have Romeo Perez share with us just a little bit. <laughs> for those of you that don't know, I'm going to put him on speaker here in a second, but um, for those of you that don't know, uh, Romeo was a part of our church, and he joined our church in 20, was it, was it 2017, Romeo? Okay, 2017. So, yeah, September 2017, when we were meeting in the in the school, Williams Elementary School, and he felt the love of God and really enjoyed the preaching. Um, and uh, he's not on speaker, so he's not he can't object to that. But anyway, God really moved in his heart, and him and Jackie, and they became part of our family. We baptized him in February of 2018. So a few months later, uh, he had a tracer on his ankle, so we had to keep that out of the water. And uh, we, we, we baptized him, and um, yeah, and, uh, and it was, and it was uh, oh yeah, yeah, by the way, I got some new shoes. Um, but uh, anyway, we, 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 we baptized him, and um, man, he jumped in, started serving, leading small groups, leading different ministries around the church, and um, was really a, a huge part of our church. And then, um, and, then, and then he went to prison. And so that was, uh, <laughs> that was in March, uh, no, May of uh, 2019. And, um, you know, because really, I mean, some, just, just, just because you get saved doesn't mean that there's not consequences for stuff that has happened before. It doesn't mean your life suddenly works out and everybody just, just, just treats you wonderfully and everything. Now there's still going to be people that are going to say stuff about you and stuff that's going to gonna, gonna happen in your life. But I'm proud to say that Romeo is still walking with Jesus and uh, he's not bitter about it. And uh, he's had a much more difficult past couple of years than you and I have. Um, he doesn't have air conditioning or heat. Um, he now, though, does have an iPad. I guess they're letting him have an iPad in his cell. So um, that's why he can, that's one of the reasons he can just call us anytime that he wants. And so I had told him to call at 1045, but then worship went a little longer. But anyway, so then he can just call uh, right now. And so what I wanted to do, I was just talking to Romeo just this week. And um, yeah, that's him right there. Uh, I was talking to him this week and he calls me once every week or every other week. And um, he was telling me about some great things that are happening in the prison, uh, in the prison ministry. By the way, uh, we were hoping he's supposed to be out. Uh, he's supposed to be getting out very shortly. Um, he was supposed to, I think they, they announced that he was going to enter into this program back in like September or something, but it's taken a while. Um, thanks to COVID or something. I don't know the government. Um, we'll see. But, uh, anyway, so we want, we do want to pray over you, uh, Romeo, before you have to hang up. Um, but in the meantime, I just thought he could share just some of the things that God's doing in his life and, and see how it might apply to you all. So this is like sermon on like off the cuff kind of sermon today. Um, he's been, he's got, God's been using him. So anyway, I want him to share with you. So I'm going to put you on speaker here, uh, Romeo. There you go. How's that? Hello. Try again. Uh, hello. There we go. Pastor Harry. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Go ahead and greet the people. Tell us, tell us what God's doing. Hey, City Chapel, how's it going this morning? I love you guys. I miss you so much. Love you. 
I just want to give God all the glory and honor this morning, and I'm so thankful to uh, be a part of the service this morning, and I'm thankful for Pastor Harry for uh, continuing to make himself available uh, to me, uh, and so I'm very grateful for that today. Yeah, well, uh, we were just talking this week, and you were saying there's a bit of a revival going on in the prison. And uh, you actually you just, you just preached this last last Sunday. They've started having services again. Um, so could you just elaborate? Yes, just let us know what what God's doing, what you've seen, what kind of miracles you've seen happening. There, um, um, there's just some really good things going on within the prison system uh, or prison unit, um, and uh, I. I I feel like the leadership team is, 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 uh, has been, uh, united as one here at Stevenson and God has, uh, allowed us the honor of allowing his spirit to dwell in this place. And through that, through that dwelling of the spirit, uh, there have been so many great things happening here. So much deliverance to a lot of the prisoners that are here in this place. In fact, uh, I just got back from a service, and I'll be back at another service here at 1130. Uh, and I've been really blessed to be part of the, the, the ministry here at the Stevenson unit. Uh, Pastor shared a little bit with you. Uh, I gave my life to the Lord May 12th of 2017, and I haven't looked back ever since. I've never looked back. Um, I, I surrendered my heart. I surrendered my life to the Lord. And uh, I once had no relationship and had no hope, but, uh, God has restored hope in my life. And so that I'm hoping that I'm hoping that the same thing is being done here at the unit. And it's a, it's, it's a restoration of hope. Yeah. And, uh, I had an opportunity to bring a message last week. And, uh, you know, that was one of the main things that was on my heart is because, you know, although I'm in prison, uh, we're able to hear about so many different things going out, going on out in the world through radio and now through, uh, uh, podcast, uh, which has been a true blessing. Uh, but there's just so many things going on in the world. And, and, and when I think about that, it's just, to me, it's, it's, it's pretty simple. Uh, there's an emptiness, uh, and hopeless generation. There's a, there's an emptiness in people's heart. And they're trying to fill that emptiness with the temporal things of the world. And they're being disappointed daily. Yeah. And and they're they're on this search, you know, Pastor, they're on this search just like I was once on that search. Yeah. You know. Uh and, and they're looking for hope in this world. And that's basically um what's going on uh in the world. It's it's not anything new. You know, I last week I had the opportunity to share out of Jude. Uh, it's a tiny little book, one chapter right before Revelation in your Bible. And uh, even even Jude, uh, back in A.D. 64 or 60, when he was writing this letter, the same thing was going on then. You know, so it's just a repeat of the history. It's an, it's an ongoing repeat button of what's going on in the world. And, you know, even then he was warning us about the things that were to come and the things that were going on then about people who would come into the body of the church and, and they would turn the grace of God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. And so 
what I find is that these men are trying to turn the grace of God into a permission slip to live in sin, to live how you feel you want to live. And people are not being delivered. They're not feeling the power and authority of the word. And they're living in rebellion against God. Yeah, what passage, what, what, what scripture are you, are you looking at? For those of us here, we could turn to that. Um, well, when I was, uh, the, it's only one chapter in Jude, and I was uh, checking out uh, verse 4, and uh, it talks about certain men who have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men who turned the grace of our God into lewdness, they turn it into impurity. They turn it into something carnal, into something self-seeking. And, and, and as a permission slip for people to continue to live in sin. Mm. But, you know, as I was looking into those scriptures, you know, and you can just write this down if you'd like to turn back to it later. But in Romans, Paul is, is also touching on this matter. And, and Paul says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? And he answers it right away with an exclamation point. Certainly not. Yeah. How should we who died to sin live any longer in it? Question mark. Hmm. You see, when I was living in sin, Pastor, I was so caught up in what I was doing, I was blind to what I was stuck in. Yeah. It was like a repetition. It, hmm. it, I was so tired and sick of my life. I was so tired and sick of the things that I was doing, mm. but I had no authority, no power to overcome it. Yeah. And, you know, and, and when you read then, when you read on into the, uh, 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 when you read on into the sixth chapter of Romans, it says, do you not know that to whom you present yourself slaves to obey, you are the one slave whom you obey, whether mm -hmm. of sin leading to death, or of obedience leading to righteousness. So when we present our bodies and we and we allow that sin to continue in our life, we're still under the bondage of of sin. And Christ, uh, I don't know if Poppy's in the house today, but Christ came <laughs> to give us freedom. Yeah, yeah. You know, Christ Christ came to free us from the bondage and slavery of sin, not so that we could continue in it. But that we could overcome it yeah. by the finished work of what Christ did on the on the cross for us. You know, the, the the word says that the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to those of us, are you one of those? To those of us yeah. who are saved, it's the power of God. It's what supplies us. It's what gives us hope. Mm. It's what helps us to overcome that bondage and to be mm. delivered out of sin. And to walk in the righteousness that Christ has declared for us. Amen. Amen. So as you're as you're preaching that, you you had said that there was a bit of a shift. There was a kind of a different level where um, it seemed like a lot of times in prison there was a lot of preaching about the grace of God and the love of God and the forgiveness of God. But it seemed like there was a shift for you where. You're not abandoning that, not walking away from that, but you're adding to that this deeper level of surrender to God, our response. Of course, yes, Our sir. response to his love. So what kind of response have you seen uh, in the prison as you 
As you preached, even even just last week, uh, what kind of response did you see? What? I mean, Pastor, even just this morning, we had an inmate pastor who I love. His name's Fred Horton, and he he, he is a, a, a blessed uh, uh, leader of the church here. And uh, as he was preaching, uh, and he was touching on the hope, and he was touching on certain things like that, what I've noticed is that the, 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 the pulpit ministers, uh, there's about six of us in the leadership team here at this church, uh, nothing but the blood service is what it's called. Um, we are shifting our message, and it's not because we're coming together and shifting the message, but God has given us individually through the Spirit, a message that, yes, of course, God is about love and God is about forgiveness and God is about restoration, but he's also a just God. And so like you had mentioned earlier, when I I gave my life to the Lord uh, uh, and, and I was facing this time, it was actually what brought me to God. It's what actually sent me down to my knees to surrender my life knowing that I might still come. And, of course, my prayer was that I wouldn't come. I wouldn't come. But since I've been here, I've learned that, you know what? God is just. God is a just God. And for me to ask him to be unjust is is something that he can't do. But what he can do is he can bless you in it. He can walk with you in it. He can provide everything you need in it. And that's exactly what he's been doing for me from the day that I hit this penitentiary system in Texas. He has blessed me. I have walked in his favor. There is a reverence of someone who is fully seeking God. There is a deliverance. Hmm. There is power and the and there is authority in the word of God. And right now in this world, that power is being watered down. The word is being watered down because people are worried about pleasing people instead of pleasing God. Hmm. And that's the problem that the world is facing right now is that we're too busy trying to please people. We don't want to offend people. We don't want to offend this group. We don't want to offend that group. But sometimes it's necessary, and God tells us that this word is a double-edged sword. You know, it can pierce even the heart. It can pierce the flesh and the spirit, and that we should use this authority that was given to us in order to correct, to rebuke, to exhort, to, to do the things that God has asked us to do. And so we should not fear that. We should not fear man more than we fear God, but we should fear God. We should have a reverence for the Lord and what he's done for us in our lives. And we should be able to stand. And I'm in the Texas penitentiary system. I'm in the prison system. And I stand for God every day. And every person in this building and every person on this campus, I say campus, but (laughs) every person on this unit, you know, every person is community because you know when i was at city chapel i loved the community so much that that was something that city chapel was so big on and it's still big on i'm serious community but in this community i'm called to do my part i am called to share the gospel to share the good news and to let people know that there's hope that there's more than what you've experienced in your life that god has so much for you if you would just allow him to come into your heart and you would surrender your ways to his ways Amen. I'm sorry, Pastor. <laughs> I'm trying. I get. I get a little excited. You know. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, so yeah. Exciting, you know. That's good. It's so it's so exciting to be in the Word of God, and and you know, God has really. I've taken this opportunity uh, 
this this opportunity of being taken out of the public of the world that I was in, and I'm taking this opportunity to just dig in, to just dig yeah. in and learn as much as I can, and to seek the word and the power that is within it. And man, mm. I'm telling you, it's life changing. There is nothing about uh, my walk that has changed from the day I fell on my knees. It's like you just grow deeper and yeah. deeper in love with the Word of God. It's so exciting. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I was looking here at Jude 1, verse 3. It says, Dear friends, although I was eager to write to you about the salvation we share, I felt compelled by the Holy Spirit uh, to write and to urge you to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted, yes, entrusted to God's holy people. And that's when then in verse 4 he says, For certain individuals uh, whose condemnation was written about long ago have secretly slipped in among you. They are ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into a license for immorality and deny Jesus Christ yes, our sir. only sovereign uh, and, and Lord. Um, yeah, man, that's, that's, that's a that. challenging, it's challenging passage. Not to, not, I don't think it's challenging us to be fault-finding or to look around for people who, who, maybe, you know, um, who maybe aren't living up to whatever. Uh, it's not our job to point to this mega pastor or that mega pastor and by the way it doesn't say anything about a jumbo jet in this whole passage i noticed it doesn't say anything about having a jumbo jet you notice that all this stuff we like you know like i know some people get on uh what's his name joel holstein because he's got a ferrari it's a super fast it's called a super ferrari super fast really nice really nice car um it's so interesting the stuff we harp on it's not in here so it's not saying that these 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 people these evil people are buying nice cars um, or flying in jets. The stuff that offends us doesn't necessarily always offend God. Um, but rather the stuff right. that offends God, heck, like we need to look at ourselves for this one. <laughs> he says, certain individuals, make sure you're not one of those certain individuals. Well, who are these Amen. certain individuals? They are ungodly people, first and foremost. Ungodly, that means ungodlike. That means their lives don't reflect Jesus. They don't look like Jesus. That's interesting. And they pervert the grace of God, not through false teaching at first, but rather through uh, their lives, through the way that they live. And so this is challenging for us, not, 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 not just to look around and say, oh, well, I don't listen to that guy because he's, a, he's, a, he's one of those certain people. Well, no, make sure you're not one of those certain people. <laughs> make sure you're not coming to church on Sunday and then yelling at your kids on Monday. Are you like Christ? Are, does your life reflect Christ? And I, and I do feel that God is calling us, not just, not just folks in the prison uh, situation, but folks out here, God's been calling City Chapel to a higher level, not a higher level of believing or lecturing, but a higher level of living, a higher level of acting, Amen. of how, how are we acting? How, are we, how is this faith being expressed, right? Is it being expressed in, yes, in conviction or is it being expressed in love? Like, is, is, our, is our life lining up with, with our lips? And man, I really feel like that's something that God's doing uh, here at City Chapel. And, and, and not just at City Chapel, but around uh, the world. There are churches all over the place that are feeling called to, to, to this challenge right here to make sure that we are not those certain people, but rather that we are contending for the faith, that we're standing up for the faith, just as you're standing up for the faith in the prison. Um, and you're also welcoming, welcoming people of different faiths. You're ministering to, 
to, yes. to, to Muslims, to atheists, to Satanists. I remember one time you were, you were, you were, you were, your roommate yes, was, a, was a Satanist. Um, so, I, so, had, I had a Lucifer for, for, uh, for a celly for about a year. And even to this day, every time he sees me, he just, hey, Romeo, what's going on? You know, he's so excited to see me. Uh, and, and it's just, man, it's a beautiful thing to be able to show people love. And, and, yeah. and that's such a good point. Are we, are we being a reflection of Christ? Are we being a reflection of his love? Mm-hmm. Are we being a reflection of, of what he came to do? For everyone, not just certain races, not just certain religions. Uh, they were talking about, uh, 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 di- you know, dividing divisions within the church and divisions within the body. Uh, you know, earlier today, and, and uh, you know, are we are we representing Christ or are we representing a religion? Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. So we're 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 praying for you that God would give you grace and wisdom as you as you meet with people. Um, and actually, just as I scroll down here, I think I put these verses, some of my favorite verses from Jude. There's a lot of cool stuff in Jude, but I wanted to read this um, because Jude, just, just, just so you don't misunderstand, is still the Word of God, and it is a bit harsh at the beginning, right? And, but he's, he's doing it for a reason. He's, he's calling people to a standard of living, which is what God calls us to, but is not it's not it's not it's not a weight on us it's not a burden on us rather it's a it's an invitation into the kind of grace that God has that he can empower us to do that and so it's not this isn't about well you you need to pull yourself up by your bootstraps uh, this is about trusting and leaning into the grace of God that in any area where you're not measuring up where you're not practicing what what you're preaching that in that area you would say God this is this is where I'm struggling this is where I'm I'm needing more grace. I don't, I don't, I, I, I'm, 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 not, I'm, not, I'm not doing it, so I need more of your grace. Um, and uh, we, I was talking a couple weeks ago, Romeo, about um, Evan Roberts. Talked a lot about uh, bend me, about being bent by the Holy Spirit, lean, being bent toward God. And uh, he said this, yes, I have sir. this quote here in front of me. He says, what we need is a fresh vision of the cross. And may that, mighty all-embracing love of his be no longer a fitful wavering influence on our lives but the ruling passion of our souls and that's and that's 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 really what we need it was it was interesting uh, another quote that he says here um uh with regard to the revival that happened in, in 1904 um i, I, I want to get the exact words he said um there are two things that used to be indispensable to us which we can now do without a clock and an organ <laughs> in church he said there are two things that used to be indispensable to us which we can now do without a clock and an organ um, because in all their meetings they didn't have an emphasis on music they had emphasis on worship which are two different things so worship is where people are there are no words there's nothing where people are worshiping god um, music is different. You can have a concert and have a good song, but worship is where the people of God enter into his presence and, and dwell with him. And then the clock is not necessary when God is moving either. So <laughs> he says, there's nothing to which the most fastidious could object. Speaking of his meetings, men and women, old and young take part, but there's no confusion. And when feeling is overpowering, there is a deep silence. 
But the tears are tears of joy, for it is of Calvary that we sing and to Calvary that we look. And that's, that's so the key. So I don't know if you have that. Do you guys have that Jude, Jude passage, the last few verses of, of Jude? I'd just like to, to read this uh, with you all. There we go. But you, dear friends, in verse 20, he says, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith, and that's key. This is what God wants to do. He wants to build up your faith. In whatever situation you're in, Romeo, in, in prison, God wants to build your faith. Uh, in college, God wants to build your faith. Uh, in a new city or in a new town or whatever, in your marriage, God connected you with your spouse who doesn't act or look or think like you because he wants to build your faith. God gave you those crazy kids that he gave you <laughs> because he wants to build your faith. Because none of this was about being successful. It was all about being submitted to God and building your faith. So if your marriage is not building your faith, then I would say you need to look at how you are relating to your spouse. Am I allowing their differences to build my faith in, in God, not in myself and not in my spouse? But he says, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Spirit. So that's key. We were kind of singing in the Spirit today. Well, pray in the Spirit. What does that mean? Praying in tongues. That means speaking the heavenly language with God. So this is how you build up yourselves up in your faith, is through, is, 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 is through praying in the Spirit and keeping yourselves in the love of God keeping yourself in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. So this is not harsh. This is not a judgment call. He's not saying, look, you need to do better and think better and work harder. He says, no, you need to pray in the Spirit and keep yourself rooted in the love of God. Keep yourself focused on Calvary. Keep yourself constantly reminded. Because, you know, you, you can never overemphasize Calvary. And in fact, any attempt at self-justification or, or a type of religion that would, that would work in works along with salvation, it always walks away from Calvary. You always get past Calvary somehow. And it's like, well, that was the elementary stuff, but now we're on to deeper things like, you know, how many feathers are on the wings of the, of the cherubim that surround the throne. And they spend hours and hours talking about, you know, what the, the, the breastplate of righteousness should look like and how often you should put it on, you know. Like, apparently, you take it off when you sleep? I don't understand. Like, I, that doesn't make sense. Scripture says, put on the full armor of God, and it never says take it off. So you're not, this isn't every morning that you need to, you know, get in front of a mirror and stick a helmet on your head and all this odd. But they, they get into what I would call weird stuff because they lose sight of Calvary. And Jude is so clear. He says, look, the way that you build up your faith is, one, you pray in the Spirit. Even when you don't know what, what words to pray, you pray in the Spirit. When you don't know how to pray, you pray in tongues. And, if you, if, and by the way, if you're not praying for stuff that you don't have words for, you're not praying enough. <laughs> if you're only praying for stuff that you kind of know the answer, okay, I know, this is what needs to happen, so I'm going to ask the Lord. You know, man, well, you, no, no, Scripture says to pray without ceasing, so there's some stuff that you're going to pray about you don't know the answer for. You don't even know what you should pray for. That's when you pray in the Spirit. That's when you begin praying in the Spirit. Like, 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 you know, when your spouse is having a panic attack and you don't know what to pray, you pray in the Spirit. When, 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 when sickness comes your way, you pray in the Spirit. When, when depression is overwhelming, you pray in the Spirit. And so this is what he says. This is how you build up your faith. You pray in the Spirit and you keep yourselves in the love of God. You stay focused on the love of God and how much He loves you. How great 
the Father's love for us. So this is how we build ourselves up. And then he says, you're waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to come and to bring you to eternal life. That's, that's heaven. And then he says, be merciful to those who doubt. Save others by snatching them from the fire. Uh, to others... So, and that's something, that's something also that, that Evan Roberts said. He, said. he said, one of the greatest things about this revival is, is it has turned ordinary Christians into evangelists. <laughs> Do you know God wants to turn you into an evangelist? God doesn't just want you to, to be saved, to come sit, to learn more about God every Sunday and, and get, get your brain so full of information that you could write your own book. Uh, that's not what this is about. It's about so that you can become an evangelist. You can go to other people. And that's what, this is what Jude says. After you're, you're, you're praying in the Spirit, after you're keeping yourself in the love of God, after you're relying on the mercy of Jesus, then you can be merciful to those who doubt. You can literally... You have one minute left. Come on, somebody. You can save others. All right. So that means we got 60 seconds left. So let's just pray for, for Romeo, and then I can get preaching for another hour or so. But it's all good. Uh, just stretch your hands this way. Father, we just pray for Romeo. We thank you for his faith, that you are building up his faith. We thank you that he's praying in the Spirit. We thank you that he is uh, focused on the love of God, and he's rooted in the love of God, and you're giving him wisdom pray that you give him boldness as he speaks to these inmates, that you would give him opportunities, that you would open up doors for him so that this Luciferian would come to know you. So that because that, that, the, that, that Satan would so regret putting him in prison, that he'd get him out as quickly as he possibly could. Lord, that you would bring revival, that you would continue revival to that area, and uh, that your will would be done, that your kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven. Father, we love you. We thank you for his faith and for the encouragement that he is to us. He's still a part of our body. Thank you for using Securus. Goodbye. Amen. <laughs> he's still a part of our body, and he's still speaking into our body. Let's just finish this passage. God wants you to save others by snatching them from the fire. To others, show mercy mixed with fear. That doesn't mean... Um, uh, to be uh, afraid, it means to have reverence or to have an understanding that you, uh, that you could fall. It means get alongside others who are struggling, but recognize that they're not struggling because they're so horrible. They're human, just like you are. And so, you, so as, you, as you go out and become an evangelist, God wants you to recognize that and to not just, not just walk, walk with boldness, but not stupidity. All right, don't be stupid. Mixed with fear, hating even the clothing that is stained by corrupted flesh, meaning, meaning flesh that is in charge, like this life. When this life is in charge, then, then everything about my thinking and everything about my mentality is twisted. And so he says, be careful about that. Don't, don't adopt the mentality of these people, but rather reach out to them in love and pull them into the kingdom. And he says now, in verse 24, now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling. And that's the key of the whole thing. God is able. God is able. I'm not saying I'm able. I'm not saying there's some kind of Christ, weird Christian perfectionism where we, where we always do make all the right decisions. But no, God is able to keep me from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. <laughs> Come on. So, holy Christians are not 
are not grumpy Christians, all right? This, grumpiness is not holiness. It's not the same thing. There is without fault and with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages and now forevermore. Amen. Amen. So, man, uh, yeah, I, I love what God's doing through Romeo, and I feel like God's doing the same thing here at City Chapel. And uh, we want to give you a chance uh, to respond to that. I just wonder, man, if we could just give you a chance to respond to that as the Lord may, may be just moving on your heart. What if we just took a minute, even like without music? What if we just took a minute right now for the Holy Spirit to, what, what old timers would say, conviction, to bring conviction, to let you know that you're not where God wants you to be, but you can be. That's conviction. I'm not where I'm supposed to be, but I can be right now. I can be within an instant. I can be presented faultless because he can wipe away the record of my wrongdoing. I can be purified. I can be whole. He can keep me from stumbling. I can be encouraged. I can be free of anxiety. It doesn't matter what Putin's doing. I can be free of anxiety. <laughs> I can walk before him in purity. I, he can cleanse my mind. He can purify my memories. He can help me forgive that person. So Holy Spirit, we thank you for your word. Your word is life. It is truth, and it always brings hope. And we ask for your spirit right now to go and to speak to us, to different ones, tap us on the shoulder. And our response to you is yes. Our response to you is to submit who we are and accept who you're calling us to be. It's not cling to our old identity, not cling to what our family was like or what, quote, runs in our family, but to release that and to receive your grace and your power. And basically, to receive the cross, to say, I am focused on the cross, and I receive the love of God, and I, in turn, love God with all of my heart, all of my soul, all of my mind, and all of my strength. And this is true no matter what you've done, no matter where you're coming from. You could have been a Christian for years and still need to do that. Or maybe you've never been a Christian. This is your first time trying a church in your life. God extends the same grace. He doesn't, he's not a respecter of persons, so it doesn't matter what you're dressed like. It doesn't matter what you did last night. He's not a respecter of persons. He's, he's offering this grace to you. And if you receive that grace, would you just raise your hand and say, I'm receiving the grace of God to become who, I'm, who he's calling me to be. He's telling me something. He's laying something on my heart and I'm saying yes to him. I'm making that exchange. That's awesome. Father, we do. We 
make that exchange right now. Your power for our weakness. Your righteousness for our filthy rags, our attempt at righteousness. We receive your grace that you are able to keep us from stumbling. We confess and we agree with the word of God that you have all authority. And so you have the authority to change us from the inside out, to, to renovate us and to build up our faith. And Lord, I pray that you would give us the gift of the Spirit right now so that we can pray in the Spirit. So that we can communicate with you on a, on a higher level. As we empty ourselves of ourselves, may we be filled with more of you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And anybody ready to say that they love God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength? Yeah? Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us today, joining us in worship. If you need extra prayer, we'd be happy to pray with you right over here. Uh, the sign is right here, um, here at the end of service. We're not going anywhere. We don't, don't, don't need a clock. Uh, we'll be happy to pray with you. Um, but I do have a couple things I want to, I want to let you know that are, are coming up. Uh, one is, if you're new to City Chapel, we're having a newcomer's meal uh, coming up next Sunday. So if uh, you're new to our church, uh, it's going to be out at the Fleming Farm at 6 o'clock, I think. Yeah, uh, if you'd like to sign up, you can whip your phone out and scan that QR code. Um, uh, but also, if you have filled out a card this month or the last, really last two months, January or February, we'll be reaching out to you uh, and inviting you to this, to this uh, event. It's really just a meal at our house, at me and Rose house. And uh, where we can get to know you, share a little bit about who we are as a church, and um, uh, yeah, give you some next steps, uh, and really just connect with us. Uh, we believe uh, in relationships first and foremost. Uh, the church is a group of relationships; it's a family, and uh, so it's not a program. It's not. Uh, it's not a youth group, even though we have a great youth group. Uh, it's not a worship team, even though Corey and the worship team is pretty great. Uh, uh, it's, it, these, these are all things that the church does, but that is not the church. The church is people. And so if you just come and sit here and see what the church does, you never actually join the church. So the church is the people. And so we want to connect with you. And maybe you've been uh, at City Chapel for a while and you've never been to a newcomer's meal. Come visit with us. Let us know that you're coming. Let us know how many kids you have, all that kind of stuff, so that we can have childcare, we can have food and stuff. But we do want to connect with you. We want to hang out and uh, just get to know you a little bit better and welcome you to the church and see how you can get further connected. Um, also, uh, I, I, I want to do something. I got, I got a couple of minutes here. I just want to do something a little special. Every month, we're wanting to recognize a leader 
um, at City Chapel. And so we have a lot of leaders that, that help make everything possible, that make everything happen. And uh, we have some great leaders, and uh, we, we kind of felt the need to recognize them throughout the year. So every month, we're going we're gonna to at least cover 12 leaders this year. Next year, we'll cover 12 more, and so on and so forth. But uh, this is the last Sunday of the month, and so I wanted to recognize uh, a leader by the name of Kirk Fenton, who's sitting right over there. <laughs> Kirk, would you, would you come on down for a second? Kirk is our, um, I can come down with you, Kirk is our, man, uh, well, Kirk and Tiffany, they lead our youth group, um, they do that, uh, he also helps on the worship band, playing multiple guitars from time to time, he also is running sound in, like, in-house sound, just about every Sunday, so if you see him on his laptop, he's not playing solitaire, he's um, checking his stocks, right, no, he's, uh, He's, he's helping to control the sound so that weird things don't happen and the crazy sounds don't happen. And so we really appreciate that. But also the spiritual gifts that he brings to the leadership team. Um, he, he, he really brings, one, it's a spirit of encouragement. I don't know if you've been around Kirk very long, but he's going to compliment you. He's going to encourage you. Um, he told me I can sing pretty good one time. So... <laughs> I still remember that. Uh, there was that, that one time. Um, not, letting, not, not letting go of that. Um, but no, he's going he's gonna to encourage you. He's going to speak words of encouragement over you. We need that in, 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 in the body. We need people who are positive, who speak positive things to other people, who build each other up. Come on, somebody. Um, and uh, what's that? Oh, oh okay. We also need instruction. We also need people who give us good, good instruction. That's good, too. Um, uh, but, but also, he just has a gift of helps. So he's going to run around and serve and help in various ways and, and behind the scenes as well, as well as in, in, in front of people. And then in front of people, he really exercises his gift of teaching. So with the youth, uh, he just loves digging into the Word and teaching those teenagers. And so anyway, if, you're, if your youth are growing closer to Christ, it's it's because in part of him and, and, of course, his wife and the others who are serving in the youth. But we're thankful. I just wanted to recognize Kirk today and a little Amazon gift card for you to get a little something. But we love you. <laughs> we're getting all the shy, all the shy people out here and dragging them out front. It's, we had Priscilla last month and... Uh, but no, it's good. It's good for them to know that we appreciate them. It's good for you all to know that we're behind them. We appreciate them. And uh, it's also a good example for you. So if you appreciate them, why don't you let them know? Why don't you, why don't you say it every once in a while? It really would go a long way. Um, yeah, so also what would go a long way is if I just end this service. So uh, it's a lovely day out there. Um, thank you guys for joining us for church. Go get your kids. Uh, grab them over there. And uh, we'll see you um, this coming Wednesday night. We have first Wednesday worship. So we do have child care this Wednesday. We're going to have a full worship band at 7 o'clock. We'll be here in the room, and we're just going to see what God wants to do. We'll keep worshiping, keep singing, keep praying. And uh, yeah, keep pursuing God this Wednesday night. You all are dismissed. Hang around as long as you like. You don't have to race to the car.